Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the wrestling universe. This is the RSN Wrestling Podcast coming to you with our post-WrestleMania reaction show. This is the Big Guy Rich. On the other lines, we have Nick, the editor-in-chief of ProWrestlingOpinion.com. Hello, people. And the mastermind, Sal. What's up, guys? How's it going? As everyone knows, last weekend was a big weekend for wrestling fans. We had TakeOver New York on Friday, the ROH New Japan G1 Supercard on Saturday, along with the Hall of Fame and 35 other wrestling events taking place around New York, Brooklyn, all that. Sunday WrestleMania, Monday Raw, Tuesday SmackDown, Wednesday NXT. So with that being said, a long-ass weekend, we're going to give you guys a brief run-through of our reactions of WrestleMania 35. So with Sal, take it over. Here we go, Sal. Let's go. Man, I got to say, this is probably one of the WrestleManias. I think everybody's talked about it. Something crazy happened. And what happened was the fans were actually, like, you know, they actually, WWE actually listened to the fans for once. It's kind of bizarre when you think about it, because think about it, go back to January. January, WWE said, oh, there's no more general managers. We're making, you know, kind of this thing where it's a collaborative effort. We're listening to the fans. That's what they said. We looked at the build, and we're like, what are they really doing? Damn. They're really putting this in. They're putting this in. They're not listening to us. They we're frustrated again. This is the same shit. But then when you see after Mania, all these tile changes, all these things that happen, we're kind of like, what the fuck? This is weird. Like, they're actually listening to us now. So it's kind of bizarre. I mean, I think many, I think you guys, we all can agree probably, right? This is probably the first mania that kind of caught everybody off guard. Like the setup, the buildup, the, the lineup and everything, the way they set it up and everything. And all this other stuff, right? Yeah. To an extent, yeah. Um, I do like the way that they framed it with the, uh, you know, with the three baby face challengers actually all getting their happy endings uh weird mental image aside but um i mean that's just to say like you know usually with wrestlemania you don't expect all happy endings like you usually expect like maybe at least one of them comes short but no uh seth Rollins, becky lynch and kofi kingston all won their respective titles and and that's the happiest ending that you could get i mean i think most people were um latched on to Kofi Mania and I mean gives uh, makes sense because uh, you know he, he had a tried and true Wrestlemania story right there just um, I guess with the woman being in the main event I guess that just being a whole PR dream stunt or whatever I do think Brian and Kofi probably should have been the main event but you know, because the women haven't gotten the main event, I guess this was their chance. And, uh, well, obviously, as you saw at the ending, uh, things didn't quite go according to plan, even though we got the ending we were supposed to. But safe to say, uh, WrestleMania was definitely WrestleMania. But at the same time, I think it's starting to take a toll on people. Uh, just imagine the people there for seven and a half hours just watching it. Even on, longer than that, the they start filing it at three. Yeah, and just watching it on the network for seven and a half hours is, is a chore in of itself. Yeah. And and I mean, 
I think I think what the main event was done at what around twelve twenty, and I will admit I fell asleep during the. I didn't even make it yeah. to the main event. I fell asleep during it. There's a so. lot of people that kind of got tired and just they couldn't. They missed it, so they had to watch the next morning. But then it's also a lot of that. people because I was listening to um, a couple podcasts, like Taz and Jericho and all them. Fans were calling in saying that they left before the main event even started because they knew how much of a rush it was going to be to leave the, the stadium. Yeah. It's going to be a headache. I mean, if you thought, like, again, we, we all have, we all probably know people that actually went there, and you probably heard it from everybody. That morning, like I said, the the, the, the simple fact WWE brought the, the pay-per-view uh, to end at 12.30, that caused NJ Transit to have a lot of delays, and they ended up closing all their buses. So now there are people stranded, taking Uber, Lyft. Those things are all filled up. People didn't get home to like four or five in, in the morning. That's what... Yeah, I saw that on Facebook, and some in a couple wrestling groups and on Facebook, people were posting they didn't get home till five thirty, yeah, six very, o'clock very in the morning. Right? Yeah, they were very, very frustrated at the fact that it's just like, you know, we had this show, we expect to come home safe and all this stuff. It's raining, and they have us waiting outside of here, no transportation, stranded here in New Jersey, thinking shit. How the fuck are we gonna get home? It's crazy stuff when you think about it. And even during the show, I think what in the previous WrestleMania it was, it was about people getting into into the stadium late and stuff like that. Or let's say during they have an yeah, people are missing the first the the pre-show, like the first yeah. three matches. People weren't getting in until the main card yeah, actually and that's started. Some bizarre stuff. Like again, it goes back to WWE really trying to build this up as a big spectacle, but then at the same time, it's like who wants to go to a show? For seven hours straight, you kind of lose stamina. We've we've been to Raw, SmackDown, pretty much all these other big events, even pay per views and stuff. Well, I fucking yeah. couldn't even sit through four and a half hours when I went to see Raw in October a couple years ago when The yeah. Rock came back and beat up Rusev. I was fucking yeah. fidgeting sitting there for going on five hours. After a while, you, you know how they let you yeah. in a couple hours before you see a couple dark matches. I was going crazy, and that was only five hours. You get really, really now imagine that. You get really, really frustrated. Add another five hours to it. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Like you look at that, and you're kind of like, "There's no stamina now." It's like they have all this shit, and they're thinking about bringing the big four pay per views up to six hours and all this shit. They're trying to bring, like I said, all the other shows. Oh, Jesus, I have Christ. no idea, man. This thing is like again. It comes back to. I think we all learned a lesson. You make Raw three hours, you know you already fucked up. You make a pay-per-view seven hours, that's it. It's game over. Seven and a half hours. Seven and a half hours. And I I heard they want to do SmackDown for three hours when it goes to Fox. Fox, man, they don't learn the lesson. Unless it's the last minute, then that's when they'll know. Is it bad when NXT is only an hour every week and it's a better show? Than all five hours of Raw and SmackDown combined. Well, actually, SmackDown's good. Raw sucks. Um, but yeah, I always, I, always um, I sent out a, 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 a live tweet. You guys should follow me at, at Nick Jason Lopez on Twitter. Um, I'm watching Raw, SmackDown, NXT along with you. So, you know, get on Twitter if you're on there. Um, I tweet very often. <laughs> Uh, exactly what's off the top of my head. So, um, but I remember tweeting like two or three weeks ago. I was like, "It's amazing how much NXT could accomplish in one hour that Raw can't accomplish in three. Yeah. 
What's the most amount of retweets you ever got in an hour? That's right. Uh, sheesh. I don't know, but um, people like me. I got 13 likes on, on one tweet. I forgot what it was, but I mean, I got that. But uh, I mean, bad, talking though. a little bit about Mania, uh, there were, I'm hearing some like rumors or rumblings that they potentially want to make WrestleMania a two day event, like a Saturday card and a Sunday card. I'm not sure how I would, I would feel. Um, mostly because I think it, 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 putting it all on one day would is obviously the best case scenario because you throw everyone out there, and if you split the card up, you kind of get the you know it's like A show and B show, so it's it's like you're kind of just saying all right, well these matches are more important than these matches, so it's necessary to do these matches like this, well, or if they something. Do that, what are they going to do with Takeover? Leave it on Friday. I like takeover on Friday actually uh, because it it leaves it, it leaves it leaves Hall of Fame open for Saturday. So you know you have people raving about takeover with the day to recover before WrestleMania. I think if you I think doing takeover the day before a, a big four event, it's you know it's a it's a lot it's still taxing. It's still a lot of content to to take in, especially if you're. Especially if you're like covering the event as like you know like for someone like me, like you know way back when when I was doing actually like my live reviews, you know you have to ingest about fourteen fifteen hours of wrestling on a on a pay per view week, and that's not just that's not just counting WWE. That's other that's other television too. So it's like so they're not the only yeah. game in town. That that's you know it's it takes a lot. It's a lot of binging. You, you really have so to basically, it seems like that. they don't care about the Hall of Fame, then. Yeah. I mean, they're bringing in the money. I guess that that's the that's the end game result that they go. What? Was he even just was even just bringing up WrestleMania just to make him tired? So I don't know. I I think maybe yep. the only other idea I would think of is maybe if they pull a WrestleMania two and they have different parts of the show taking place in different cities. In areas, I'm, so that's not so much that of a be bad. on the live crowd, but I don't know. I just they've blown up WrestleMania so much that you know, I guess, I guess it ultimately does give it a, a, a big feel that they are looking for, but at the same time, it's you're burning out your fan base. So, how much of this can you really take? And eventually, WrestleMania is going to be the whole entire damn day, it's going to be nine hours long. I don't think anybody has the stamina to sit through a nine-hour show. I mean, could you imagine the commentators and uh, and your ring announced, the, uh, like your ringside imagine, crew, how much they have to imagine go through? Vince, imagine the bookers. I mean, we heard, I think, over the past week that there have been writers that got fired. There have been announcers and referees and, and, you know, other personnel that have been yelled at personally by Vince. Yeah, they fired the writer who wrote Bret Hart's Hall of Fame speech. They fired, um, what's the name? It's the, it's the guy, Dr. That, Fuentes, for no reason. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's like they yelled at Pat McAfee, the, the guy that um, was the announcer. They yelled at, you know, they yelled at the ring announcer for some spots. And again, the football player. Like, imagine Vince. All this stuff is going through his head. And he's going to, like, basically, and, you know, people are wearing mics and stuff, having all this shit on to him. And they're hearing him yell at them, you know, nonstop. Imagine that. Like, it's like. Like and this is the biggest show, 
This is his dad's like work and everything. He's trying to do all this shit for himself. He's trying to do all this. I bet he didn't sleep a single lick of a day. Like he's probably just sitting there wired into it, thinking shit, man. We gotta make this into something big and all this stuff. And again, their whole thing is their their concern is the moment they wake up to the moment they're about to go to sleep is who goes on first, who goes on last, and that always changes. And I think there was rumors that they originally wanted the main event to uh to be of course Brock and um uh they wanted Brock and Seth to be the main event. And and and, and again there was a lot of you know people saying the booking people saying, Oh, we shouldn't have Brock and Seth start out the show. Of course that happened. You know, then of course a lot of people kind of were like, "That's kind of weird." Like, you know, they started the show with a short ass match, and basically goes from there. I mean, another thing I think we all we, we can all talk about is probably also the length of the matches. The the battle royals were short as hell. The um, the crowd wasn't even in half of the like half of the like you know half of the programs half the time. Like you saw, let's say for example, like Rey Mysterio's match when they came in. This is the first time WrestleMania, like you know, first time Rey Mysterio's come back at WrestleMania for in the wild since what twenty. 2014, right? So this has been a while for him. Yeah. And he's coming back, and this is supposed to be like a big moment. And what do they do? They do a squash match in eight seconds. Bam, he loses. They gave him a one-minute match. Yeah, I, I'm actually a fan of that because it made Joe look dominant. Um, they were saying that Mysterio uh, had suffered an injury of some sort, so I am happy that at least that injury. they pulled through it's a good with it. Yeah, it's a good but, way of trying to, I guess, try to cover it up in a sense. Like, of course, there are rumors saying that he's injured and stuff like that. So I guess they did that to protect him, and it's true. But then let's say, like, for example, uh, you see Bobby Lashley and uh, Finn Balor. They had that match go on, and it was like a short-ass match. It was like, boom, bathroom break. And I was done. Like, wow. It was a four-minute and five-second yeah. match. Like, if you see, I think probably the tag matches and probably the big main event matches had the most time out of anybody, I'd say. Like, probably Kofi. The Kofi and Bryan's match, if you saw that, they put a lot of time into that, and they allowed it to develop. And I think that's why the crowd was yeah. into that. So, and you saw that. Surprisingly, besides the... Okay. Kofi and Daniel was 24 minutes. The main event was 21 minutes. Triple H and Batista was 25 minutes, which was the longest match on the card. Of course, Triple H. He's, you know, one of the bookers, so he probably has say over that. And, and then it was Shane and over, Miz. But... Shane, and, Shane Miz. and Miz was 15 and a half minutes long. And that match... Uh, I mean, I, I like I liked Miz and Shane because it, at least it, it went all over the place. Uh, it kind of gave me a throwback to uh, Taker and Triple H from WrestleMania 17 when they were going around like the camera area, where those where those uh, where all the big expensive cameras are set up. They kind of look like mini rings, I guess. But um, I guess we got a big Shane spot, so that that was worth it. Um, I mean, the card featured a little bit of everything, but I mean, the pointless battle royals didn't really result in much. Um, poor Asuka has really fallen off the uh, fallen off the edge there. She went from being, you know, champion to losing to dancing with Otis on SmackDown. So I mean, I just, I, I, just, I just don't know uh, where you go with that. And then you got 
Sasha Banks and Bailey both supposedly unhappy with their positions on the show. Uh, then, yeah, like we mentioned before, uh, Road Dog stepped down as the co-writer of SmackDown. You had uh, another writer uh, who uh, supposedly quit before he got released, but basically the whole gist of it was because Bret Hart had mentioned Vince McMahon during his Hall of Fame speech, was, which was apparently a big no-no. So, yeah, so if, if, um, and, and plus there's other stories, too, of people being unhappy, you know, wanting to seek out maybe going to AEW. So, I mean, I don't know if it's a case of WWE, you know, not really managing their talent right or, you know, just or Vince just being Vince and maybe he's just frustrated with the way things are going. But I don't know. Um, for the first time in a long time, I'm feeling there's a sense of uncertainty within, you know, the behind the scenes part of WWE. So if AEW could take advantage of this and I mean, if they actually do land this uh, TNT TBS deal, it really will be like ECW way back. That's full then. circle right there. That really is. Full, that's like storytelling. Right there. That's like the Chronicle Sun has returned. You know, it's like WCW, you know, Turner, all this stuff closed down. Turner leaves the wrestling business. AOL takes over. And then 20 years later, oh, Looks, looks, looks like AEW. They got a, what you call a deal with uh, TNT and TBS. Holy shit. No, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they'll have the balls to throw on the Monday night program. Yeah. Cause, that uh, Monday slot, prime time, if they do that, that's a ballsy move. It's going to be on Tuesdays, they said. I, I I mean, my only thing is I wouldn't start out right off the gate with it. I think you have to let the product develop for itself, let things grow for like a year, move it up against maybe, let's say, NXT. Yeah. Right. Put that, well, I, put the same, you know, put it in the same slot. That's right. If things go well with that, put it against SmackDown. You know, you have to build they gradually said, to it. I mean, TNA had said kind it's going to be on Tuesdays. When they did it in 2010, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they had, like, you know, the roster and, and the advertising to pull it off at the time. But I think it lasted, what, four or five weeks, not yeah. even, before it was back on Thursdays. So if, if you're, if you're going to mess around with, uh, you know, with, with Raw and with WWE, you know, you have to put out your best shot. So AEW is kind of in it for the long haul. I could feel it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think they're. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna put out a Monday night show, but I mean they're ballsy enough where they could do it. But I would hope that they reconsider because you you can't just throw your show right out there against Raw, at least not right now, and especially with the Fox deal, you know, with Fox coming into the equation later this year, it's gonna be a whole different. This ballgame. is yeah. This changes the whole landscape. I'd say like again, looking at this whole mania, seven title changes happened. Probably about, I'd say five out of those seven title changes were all face changes of people that we wanted to see win. I guess it's the first time WWE was actually listening to the fans. And again, it's kind of like it goes back to that same kind of thing. It's like full circle. WWE's looking at what's going on, and they're clearly shitting their pants. They're going, we got to get ready for this. We got this is a threat. This is a potential threat on the horizon. Of course, AEW has this whole thing. And again, I think one of the big things, of course, they're talking about is. Uh, their model is going to be quote unquote upfront. It's going to be upfront advertising or something like that. I don't know how it was. Basically, some kind of format 
where I'm not sure exactly how they explained it, but they said something about how it's um uh based on I think it's like what they got money. It depends like the amount of money they have, the advertising, the program that they're gonna put out. It's all gonna be right there based on the amount of funding they're having. And supposedly, of course, AEW is gonna have a lot of rocket fuel in regards to revenue and stuff like that to kind of be pumped into them. Of course, you know, talking about Tony Khan and you know, owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's a pretty big, you know. Guy right there, he's really talking. You know, he has some balls going up against Vincent Kennedy McMahon, like one of the biggest. You know, Supposedly, he has more money than Vince. It's weird. That's, again, this yeah, is, he does. This Pakistani billionaire from Punjab, Lahore, Punjab, is going ahead and trying to go and go head to head it with WWE with Vince. It's kind of it's a scary thought. And again, thinking about it, was it how many years since? Well, almost eighteen years since what you call it, WCW closed the doors. Again, it kind of goes back to the same thing. You never know what's going to happen in the wrestling business. It's an interesting thought. I mean, another thing, too, is WWE recently talked about having a, a quote-unquote, I think we talked about it before, continuity. Having continuity with the storylines, kind of having continuity with the people that they book, like certain certain superstars, you know, how their stories are built and stuff like that. So I guess now WWE's looking at AEW on the horizon and thinking, shit, now we got to well, anchor down on our storylines. Yeah, well, I think that was I think that had reason to do with the Road Dog leaving SmackDown was was because uh, reports from backstage were that Vince was on his ass a lot about continuity and just making sure like ties were ended up. But the funny thing is, if if you if you watch if you watch Raw every week, there's very little continuity going on. There's very little logic in the storylines. It's just. I don't know. It feels like variety hours. Exactly. It's very ironic. Like Vince says this stuff, but then he doesn't implement it. And then let's say things happen. It's just like, oh, okay, that didn't happen. So what What the fuck was up with this whole best in the world trophy? Oh, it was, you know, not a big deal. Okay. Let's just brush it off and move on to the next thing. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, Lars Sullivan. Cool. Next big guy. All right. Took long enough for him to actually debut, yeah, though. This- Crazy. Looking at this, like again, looking at this whole thing, we got a shakeup coming up too, I guess, right? So, of course, you know, we got to talk about Lars Sullivan. Um, Braun, of course, showing up on SmackDown. McIntyre showing up on SmackDown. This whole thing with what do you guys think about Raw with this whole winner take all for the WWE tag, tag titles? I mean, they're thinking about well, titles. They did it for this. Yeah, um, I was a li- I was actually a little bit angry, you know, at this because I-, I feel like they treated the superstar shakeup a lot better in its initial inception, because back then, you know, when the brand split was actually like implemented, you know, people were not allowed on the other show under any means whatsoever without any kind of like disciplinary action. Now you got people showing up on Raw and SmackDown just for the hell of it, so it's like. It WWE sets their own rules and then they don't even follow them. So it's it's like ha, as a fan, how are you supposed to take it seriously if the company doesn't even sound like it doesn't take themselves seriously, you know? Um, but I mean, Strowman on SmackDown was a sight to see. Uh, it seems like they're dropping. It, it sounded like they were they want to switch the uh, revival to SmackDown to feud with the Usos and. You know, uh, or or maybe well, the revival and the Hardy might about. go at it. I'm not a hundred percent sure what they want to do, but you know, if, if anybody needs a shakeup, I think Strowman should be going to SmackDown. 
Um, revival, revival should go to SmackDown since uh, they tend to have, um, you know, they tend to have more of a uh, spotlight on tag team wrestling per se that you don't really get on Raw. You're lucky if you get six minutes on Raw, and that's with the commercial break in the middle. So there, there's a lot they could do. Um, I, I, I'm, I know you guys saw the what I assume is the Bray Wyatt uh, vignettes with the. Uh, with the stinky bird cardboard so, box thing, I don't know they're going for with that, yeah. but I mean, hopefully, maybe he shows up on. Uh, I feel like he was being handled better on SmackDown, so I don't know. There's a lot that could happen, yeah, but I'm hoping they at least shake things up enough to where Raw can actually be an enjoyable show. SmackDown continues to be it's the enjoyable show that it always is, and at least NXT gets enough of a rub where it doesn't, you know, they're not treated like EC3 or, you know, they're like throwaway talent, essentially. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? Um, do you feel like WWE is trying to go for more of a, like, you know, going back to the same thing where they unify both brands and make it into the Super Show? I mean, looking at, like, and what do you guys think was going to happen with the women's tag title? I mean, women's titles. I mean, of course, there was rumors that the tag titles, the SmackDown and Raw tag titles, they're going to have a rebrand for those two. Maybe, you know, you know, by the titles, that seems like maybe what they're doing. Do you feel like they're kind of maybe like having this kind of universal branding where it's like all the championships, you know, everybody's eligible, you know, one title for each. This is where this is this is where I get a little upset with it, because at the time of the original shakeup, champions were just um, like like uh when the brand split happened like whoever had that championship like the the belt only belonged to that particular show and then they could only defend it there and at survivor series they would flirt with you know it going to the other show or something like that like that was actually pretty cool but when you yeah that was that was actually good i missed that that was a good time <laughs> but when you throw around the word unification so much it starts to become uh it, yeah, but, it starts to become a yeah. fad. It's not really, it's not really <laughs> exciting to me. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit upset that uh, you know Sasha and and Bailey didn't at least get to go down to NXT to at least like put a match on against the Sky Pirates. At least put a, a successful defense in there. Because what was the point of them even showing up in NXT if if nothing came yeah, out? Yeah, they literally, they literally just showed up. Said, if there's anyone here that wants to challenge us. Step up, and nothing prospered from that. It's kind of bizarre. I mean, when you think about it, it's like again, it goes back to that continuity thing. It's like there's no consistency with what they're doing. For the women, it's X. For the men, it's oh X and Y. No problem. Here's some exceptions. If you're free agent, if you're the Undertaker, if you're John Cena, if you're Stone Cold Steve Austin, if you're Vincent Kennedy McMahon, hell, if you're Triple H, you can go show up on all three shows if you want to. Again, it's like, where's the line? Where is it drawn? Like, what, what, you know, is there any kind of connection with these things? It's just, again, it's the same thing. Like, at this point, it's like, like, when a couple, a couple of months ago, like, when they first started the year, they brought in all this NXT talent, EC3, Lacey Evans, you know, pretty much all these other guys from NXT and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, what do they do with them? They just had them as, uh, what do you call it, quote-unquote, free agents. They would both be on both shows, try it out, see how it is, and whichever brand they like, they'll fix and stay onto it. How many times have you seen? And it seems to be the only two that actually have time. 
is Ricochet and yeah. Alistair Black. And they've been on all three for the past few months. And it's like, so what happened with all my yeah, uh, I mean, um, they make a good tag team. I will give them that, but they kind of were just like thrown together. Um, they were basically like two single stars. Just it was like a Sheamus Cesaro kind of thing, except like it, they didn't become the bar. They're kind of just still Alex the Black and the only, the only they cohesive, did. yeah, the only cohesive thing they really do together is sit down in the ring and and they do a cool like sequence where one flips around and the other one sits down. So it's like, I, I guess you can call them flip around, sit down. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm still trying and to struggle. What I also realized, the name, you know, I at least I got that really I good match at Takeover with them and War Raiders. Like that, that was probably their best match as a that- team. And I also realized what they do. Alistair would hit Black Mass, and Ricochet would hit the six thirty right after. That's NXT right there. And if you see every single time they come out, it's always NXT champ NXT because the way they fight and their whole styling, like the way they put their match together, it's all based on that. Like how the format. Yeah, but nearly my only gripe is that where how come they're getting all these title shots for free? Like, exactly. Yeah. Like they they had a chance they really on Raw against the Revival, and they lost. They had a chance against uh, the Usos on SmackDown, and and they lost. Then they had the chance for uh, for um, against on NXT War Raiders, and they lost. And you know, well, the chance against the Usos happened at WrestleMania, and that the SmackDown. But you get the idea that. You know, they're basically 0 for 3 in, in title opportunities, but how come they're getting all the title opportunities, you know? Uh, I mean, where... where... So then you got the club who deserve yeah. shots. And again, it's like, it's like what are we going to see next time? Money in the Bank is in a couple of weeks. Are we going to see Lars Sullivan facing the WWE champion, like, next week? Like, okay, face Kofi and then bury him. It's like, okay, like, so what's, you know, where's, like, again, it's where's the line? WWE, really, again, the problem is well, Lacey Evans is getting the title shot, and she hasn't even wrestled a match yet. All she's been doing is just doing her walk, come back, done. That's it. It's like, what, next week you're going to see Elias holding the IC title out of nowhere. It's like, I don't know, man. I wouldn't mind that, to be honest. Yeah. Again, it's also, again, it also brings up to the fact that, I mean, if you know, if you look throughout their timeline of all the pay-per-views, this upcoming month they have Money in the Bank. After that, it's going to be, like I said, Saudi Arabia show that they usually have every single year, that 10-year deal they got. And then after that, it's just going to be the same kind of thing. Extreme rules, you know, then leading up into SummerSlam. SummerSlam goes back to the same thing. Again, it's kind of like it brings up the same question. Where does this really go? Because, of course, like if you talk about Elias and Undertaker, that whole thing with, that, you know, on Monday Night Raw, it was like, okay, he, sh- he can show up on, you know, he can show up on Raw, but he couldn't show up on WrestleMania. It's kind of weird. It's just like, well, I find out why that happened. The yeah, whole it, thing with yeah, him and Elias he was, supposed, was to, supposed to be at Mania. Yeah, he was supposed to be American Badass, but they nixed it at the last Wow, time. so we were this close to seeing Do you know why? Because he showed up at a wrestling signing, which included members of the AEW roster, and Vince McMahon was not happy what? about that. That's fucking... Again... Vince, it's the same. And also, I've heard, I heard this too. So next year, of course, they're gonna be in, uh, of course, Orlando. I think it was Orlando, or Tampa, right? Yeah. So 
uh, Tampa Bay. Again, the thing is, the rumor is that WWE is basically barring all the other promotions or anything that's that's wrestling related to be in the area. So they, we might not have the same situation next year where it's like you have all these other events going on all over New York City or in Florida, let's say. And basically, you know, it's the same week as that. WrestleCon might not even be there. It might be in another location. All completely. Which is kind of weird. It's like, how petty can you be, Vince? Like, he sees a... This is like the first time in probably a while since he's seen a threat to his business. And he's just flipping out, going, oh my god, it's crazy. It's an understandable thing. But at the same time... It's- oh, right now, he is... Right now, easily, Vince is shitting his pants. Like, he sold his stock to, to promote the XFL. Vince, you got your eggs in too many baskets. It's like, just stick to one, do something with it, make sure it works. And what is that What is that happening? Exactly. It's like, next year. Okay. I mean, you, do, do you guys have team finalized? Nope. Do you guys have anything finalized at all? We're still in the process of it. Okay. That's what you guys said the first time. Now it's going to happen again. It would be really embarrassing if it was okay again. XFL closed down again. Because of the lack of, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's a interesting time. Well, is going to be inaugural season. Plan is 2020. Yep. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, eight teams finalized so far. In the whole country. That's crazy. Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles. New York, which is going to be played in New Jersey, St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington, D.C. Oh, man. Again, but Vince McMahon might just do what Gary Vaynerchuk did, or his, his vision is, to buy the New York Jets. Might as well just do that. If that's your lifelong dream, do that. Go for it. Maybe he might do something with that. Speaking of Gary Vaynerchuk, he was at Mania, too. I think it was a couple of celebrities on ringside, too. Key and, P- Key and from uh, Jordan, what was it? Uh, Michael Keegan Key from Jordan and Peele. He was over there, of course, you know, uh, I think ringside. They had, of course, um, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, motivational speaker in the back, right in the behind. The um, Impractical Jokers the were there. Jokers, yeah, there were all three, like, all three days, I think, they were there. Who else? Um, Sam Robbins, of course. Who else? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Tina Fey, of course, she's all over that shit. Fucking God knows. Um, but yeah, it's like you got all these big celebrities and shit. Again, that's what's going for WWE, I think. Again, but then it's like it's not WrestleMania one, where it's like you know the pop, you know, this is all pop culture. This is kind of going to it's like offshoot now. So now it's like, how do you reel these fans back in? It just goes back to the same thing now. WWE, like you know, Vince is a smart guy. He just is very, very like you know, he has the wrong time with all this stuff. I think at some point everybody was believing, and I think we all talk about this all the time. Whether it was TNA, whether it was you know uh, Impact, whether it was you know all these other companies, ROH, there was always a threat there. But Vince didn't really either. He decided not to pay attention to it, or he just said, "Hey, why should we worry about that?" Uh, Vince just has to fucking hand the company over to Triple H. At this point, yeah, that's what it is. Either just die, drop dead, or. Just give the company to your daughter and your son-in-law. Well, uh, there's, uh, I don't, they had a story come out this week that uh, Vince is not planning on doing that anytime soon, yeah. that at 70, he's still going strong, and he intends to stick around as long as possible. So, 
we'll cherish we'll cherish NXT for for what it is, but hopefully one day Triple H will get to do what he gets to do on mm-hmm. NXT on the main roster, and and we'll see a better product for it. Yep. I mean, it, it's all. I'm always I'm always amazed how night and day. Question NXT is, where we actually see roster. it though? It's like it's like it, they actually give the wrestlers time on NXT. They get about 15 to 20 minutes to do their thing. They're allowed to tell their own story. That they really build up the near falls. You know, there there's actual logic in the storylines in NXT. You're lucky if you get a fraction on the main roster. So, I mean, I don't even know what to say yeah, anymore. It's just... <laughs> I don't think there's any words. <laughs> There really isn't. Yeah, there really isn't. It's just, again, it comes back to the fact that uh, uh, he calls us smarks. WWE, they, they probably have this perception. We aren't in the business. We that, but at least we're like consumers. We watch the product. We know what's going on. We see what's there. What it is. We're passionate wrestling fans. We just want to be better. But again, it's just, it goes back to there's ego when there's, you know, my business versus this and that. When money gets involved, shit gets all fucked up. And obviously, that's what's going on. Vince is just seeing all the cheddar, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and make this bread. That's it. I'm just going to do my shit. Like, right now, they're going to Saudi Arabia, and there's, I, I guarantee you, money. There's not going to be any continuity with any story. It's just going to be the same thing as it was for the the wrestling, the Rob. Same shit. It's just, okay, let's just throw in a bunch of matches together and call it a super show in Saudi Arabia. International event. Oh, my God. Oh, and don't forget. And don't forget, there's going to be a battle royal with at least 40 people. Another 40 people and the battle royal for no fucking reason. It's just, let's just do it just for the fuck of it. And there's going to be people that we never even yeah. heard of. Because what was the last one? The greatest Royal Rumble, right? Well, actually, this past year, right? January. That- no, the greatest yeah. one. The one that had like 50 that people. That was, I think, in, uh, was it April of... Yeah, 2018. And it was ridiculous. There was 50 people. And most of them were unknown talents that no one even heard of. Yeah. It was a mixture. It was a mixture. It was like unknown talent. There was some known talent here. Hiroko Sumi. The sumo, right? The sumo wrestler. Baba Tunde. We never heard of that. Again, it's kind of like it's just a show for the Saudi Arabians. They'll they'll probably be able to understand that. They'll probably be able to see that. They probably are more familiar with that. Probably just for them. For us, we just kind of like internet. Again, this is streaming on a network. That's another thing too. If you guys are giving us a reason to buy the network, this to make it a super show isn't gonna do much. Like you know, this is like, what's the reason to try to buy a network? Why not just go and watch this illegally on some other website? Oh, I love before Mania started. If you go on Facebook and you're in the wrestling groups, every other person who wants to give me their network yeah. account, it's fucking ten dollars, bro. <laughs> it's fucking ten dollars, bro. It is that ass. It's just like the same thing over and over. WWE again. Again, we don't condone that stuff. We don't recommend that stuff. But again, it's just the same exact deal. It's just WWE. Like you're giving us a reason to just say, why should I watch this when there is another thing on TV? Oh, and not even that. Not only is it, but it's free for the first month, so you could literally make an account and cancel it right after WrestleMania. Hashtag cancel the network. That's a new thing right there. But yeah, 
I mean, that's so. I mean, I think we talked about everything pretty much, right? So we talked about Raw, NXT, Hall of Fame. We got to talk about Hall of Fame, and then I think we should wrap it up with Brock Lesnar's. Well, I say the program going forward. So I mean, of course, we got Hall of Fame. This dickhead decides to go ahead, come out of the crowd, and supposedly hug, quote unquote, hug Brad Hart, and it's potentially. Oh yeah, I'm gonna hug you, running full speed, and. Throw you to the ground and push Natty over at the yeah. same time. And it's like again, it's like where the fuck was Bailey? Like I, it would be so hilarious if we just saw Bailey come out of nowhere. Like what the fuck? Like you really fucked it up. Like you really fucked my whole gimmick up. But crazy shit again. She he got tackled down. Big kind of deal. It was like holy shit. You know, a fan came in, attacked. Okay, just throwing it out there. I'm not a fan of Travis Brown. But I have gained respect for him because he was the first one to tackle the guy. Travis Brown is an yeah. asshole, but I respect him for what he did. I think a lot of people they they I think a lot of people backstage were kind of pissed at that because of the fact that this is somebody from outside of WWE, like you know, pretending to or in a sense saying, "Okay, I'm part of the company." And I'm going to, you know, take this guy down. So then when litigation comes in, they'll be like, so who the fuck are you? Oh, I'm Travis Brown. Are you in any, any uh, of, you know, effect associated with WWE? I'm round, you know, I'm Ronda Rousey's husband and I'm a UFC fighter. Oh, well, you know, we, you know, it's on you. He's going to be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't fucking care. Again, it's just the same kind of thing. It's just, it's kind of inappropriate for him to kind of go and butt in. But I understand why he did it. I think a lot of people respect him for that. And that was true. You see that whole crowd. They were checking all kinds of shit. Like, you fucking asshole. Like, seriously, he wasn't an asshole. The guy just jumped over. And, of course, we can find out later. He's a former MMA fighter. He just wanted to get attention. Like a fucking little bitch. Just wanted to go ahead and say, all right, you know what? I just want to get a little attention. Because he wouldn't get no attention there. And and Dash Wilder. Good fucking yeah, punch, like, bro. come on. He got punched, kicked, all that stuff. He was ready to get knocked the fuck out in the ring. And WWE always says this. You come into the ring. Be ready to, like, you know. You're responsible. Protected. You got yourself in the ring. That's it. There's no turning back. So, yeah. Well, all I know is Dash Wilder, he fucking cracked him right in the face. Big ass gas. All fist. All, all fist, fist, no, no flip. FDR. We bring revival in right now. So, yeah. But it's crazy. And then, of course, um, I mean, of course, the rumor is now that WWE is saying that they don't want to have the Hall of Fame where the fans. So most likely it would just be a closed off event, just like back in the day, like 1998-1999. No, I think it's going to be how it is. It's just ring. It's going to be on a stage again, how it's supposed to be. I think that was a mistake to have it in the ring. I mean, it's a good kind of setup to kind of do that, at least, like, you know, symbolic. But in a sense, kind of like, really. <laughs> but they learned their, they yeah, learned their they lesson. They opened up a lot of opportunity there. At least close off that bottom section, you know, maybe something like that. That would work. And again, it's also the fact that WWE, if you see all the events in this whole uh, this whole event, uh, the Hall of Fame didn't sell as much as the other events, which is, of course, you know, everybody can everybody knows that. They're like, okay, yeah, we can understand that because no one really well, wants to see. The, everyone knew the Hall of Fame wasn't going to sell just for the fact it was the same night and the same time as the G1 yeah. Supercard. Which is why Triple H moved NXT TakeOver to Friday. Because he knew people were going to go see the G1 Supercard. Right. I bet he wanted to see it too, Loki. He probably was like, I got to check this shit out too. So, yeah. oh, I guarantee you Triple H was there. 
I guarantee you, he probably it. was like, I want to go ahead and watch that shit right there. And bam, he probably was watching it all the time. So, you never know. He was probably watching it while he was waiting backstage for, at the yeah. Hall of Fame. And again, rehearsing it and shit and all this stuff. So, there's a lot of shit that goes into it. Another interesting person, I mean, that was in attendance, Billy Corgan. Pretty crazy. If you see, like, a couple of... Yeah, that one was yeah. awkward. Billy Corgan was there. That's bizarre, man. And NWA, like, NWA, basically, the guy that bought NWA's rights to their titles, their promotion, all that stuff, was there at Hall of Fame. Bizarre, man. It's like, damn. The next thing you know, you probably see Dixie Carter there at some point. So, it's an interesting thing. And when you think about it, it's like, when maybe a UFC guy gets inducted, you know, oh, Dana White. Probably not. Well, well, Brock Lesnar, I mean, of course, I think we can all say Brock Lesnar is probably like a Hall of Fame guy. Of course, the fact that WWE is just, you know, we all can agree that he's not good for the business, but he's, you know, he's looking out for himself. So that's what it is. But what do you guys think about his status? We're going for Do you think he's going to stay? Of course, they said that this whole thing with DC is not going to happen. Supposedly, it's in dispute. Well, being the fact his match went on first, he knew he was dropping the title. He got on a plane that flew to Vegas, which I believe there's a UFC event this weekend in Vegas. Tomorrow, right? Or Saturday. Oh, that's right. So, oh, shit. So, you think he's going to show up that day? Most likely. But then they have these rumors that he's not going to, of course, they said that it's not a Dana White thing. It's not finalized. This could just be him just going ahead and, I guess, preserving the main event or something or trying to keep, you know, news out. I don't know. This is the perfect. This is the perfect way to hype in a, a match that, quote-unquote, isn't yeah. going to happen, but it will. Perfect yeah. way to hype it, to be yeah, honest. it is true. I mean, Dana was a smart guy. He'll probably go ahead and this is probably like a way to mask it and say, oh, like, you know, we're not sure yet, or, oh, it's not going to happen. And then people are just going to be like, all right, whatever. And then when they see the fucking show, of course, I think it's uh, – who's in the match? I think it's Adesanya versus someone else. Um, But, yeah, like, basically have that main event and then the co-main event and all that stuff. Huh. There is an event tomorrow, but it's in Georgia. Yeah. It's just, again, it's kind of like, again, how WWE and UFC are kind of overlapping now. And he probably went to Vegas. He went to gamble a little bit. He's probably going to fly to Georgia I, tomorrow. I, I honestly, I, I, honestly who I think. I think, the, I think uh, Brock Lesnar, after he left, after he lost the title, and what you call it, uh, put Seth over in a sense. He went ahead and went over and just probably went back home from Canada. He probably just chilled in Canada, checking, like I said, probably stay low. Vince probably told him, he's like, don't show up on TV yet at any point until probably the day, like probably the week before the Greatest Royal Rumble or that Saudi Arabian event. He's going to show up. Oh, we have a rematch. I'm thinking that's probably what's going to happen. Because if you think about it also, if you, uh, they made a big, big change to the universe. Before there was a, um, there was a, a buttons. Now they went ahead and made it into a strap. Which is kind of interesting when you think about it. It's like, really, all this stuff is going to happen now. It's like, maybe they're setting up something. Maybe it might be, you know, maybe there might be a big man that's going to come, you know, universal champion. No. It really just brings it up. Like, it it brings up the fact that maybe there's, you know, they're trying to implement something. Maybe they're giving some clues to something in the future. So you never know. But, yeah. But, yeah, so I guess... I think we covered everything, right? Sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I guess, like I said, the like I said, we have all this kind of stuff going on. Of course, you know, Money in the Bank's coming up soon. 
and you know we have you know a whole bunch of other kinds of um things going on of course you got to tell us about pwo man intermission how's that going Oh, taking a little break with intermission, uh, but I do have 14 episodes available for your listening enjoyment. Basically, I talk about for 15 minutes long, the things I see on social media, I comment on, you know, memes, things of that nature. So, you know, definitely do check that out if possible. Uh, but you definitely want to come to ProWrestlingOpinion.com for exclusive uh, news, reviews. Uh, anything happening on the independent wrestling circuit, you know, definitely keep an eye out. We have uh, news bulletins. Um, we also do previews and predictions. Uh, threw some up for NXT TakeOver New York as well as WrestleMania 35. So All 37 If you're wondering how I thought the show should have went, that's a good indicator. Um, we're going to be having uh, some different reviews coming up soon, so keep checking it out. You can also listen to past episodes of the RSN Wrestling Podcast on the site. Some of our biggest hits include Rise and Fall of WCW, uh, Women's Wrestling, you know, a time-tested and mother-approved episodes. So do check it out. Let us know what you think. If you have any uh, ideas for what other topics you may want us to cover in the future, Drop some comments, give us some knowledge, let us know, and uh, we'll try to make it happen. Well, uh, Sal, do you want to tell them the infamous story before we leave? I was talking, you know, middle of class, and I was talking about the graduate semester, so I got to give credit. All those years of watching, I guess, you know, not being able to watch wrestling or you know, hear about wrestling, I could literally just go and pop up with PWO, middle of class, let's say it's a literacy class, fucking teachers talking about fucking, I don't know, uh, some bullshit. Yeah, fuck she wants to talk about. Fellow Roman and Juliet, whatever the fuck it is. I'm just thinking they're going, shit, man. I'm bored as fuck. I, I, I haven't watched a single lick of wrestling. I don't know what's going on. Let me just pop over and see it. Well, I'm not going to be dumbass and just open up, you know, let's say WWE, you know, network right there and just start watching all the shit. You know, then we got behind me was snitching and be like, blackmailing me shit. Like, yo, turn it this way. Let me just see what the fuck you're watching. You know, it's like, come on. So instead of what I do, pop on a PWO, look it up. It kind of likes it gives you like a full minute by minute coverage. It's kind of like as you're reading it, kind of getting your full coverage. You're up to date on it, keeps you on top. And then, like I said, after you kind of read it, or if I hop over to the show, you best stay up to date. So, PWO, very good resource. Check it out. But yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, of course, we always talk about this PWO. You know, we got RSN Wrestling Podcast. You know, Rich runs the Twitter page. Uh, me and him both co run the Instagram page. You can check us out on Instagram. We always have all kinds of stuff on Instagram Live. Um, we also have, like I said, we co-run the Facebook page. We got a lot of stuff on YouTube. New topics coming up soon. Uh, shoots coming up soon. A whole bunch of content. This is about to be our fifth year. Think about it. We started out what after WrestleMania 31, when Brock Brock Lesnar dropped the Suplex City bitch. That's like the hallmark. That's like the thing that kind of roots us back down. And then of course, you know, it started building up from there. This is probably what almost our fourth or fifth Mania that we've covered so far. So. Uh, the first one we covered was Suplex City, WrestleMania. Suplex City. And we were talking about that. That was like the big, like, you know, just the, I guess, the starting point from that. And then the soldiers go from there. So it's kind of crazy to kind of think about that. So if anything, like I said, you go check us out. Uh, you'll be also on all other kinds of platforms, Spotify, Android Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, thanks to Anchor. So big shout out to Anchor. 
Um, but if anything, like I said, you always check us out for anything. Links are also going to be on our profiles. We'll see you guys out. This is the big guy. This is the mastermind. Sal. This is the big guy, Rich. And Nate that runs the site, Mr. Nick. Check out the show. Intermission. We'll see you guys out. See you guys. See ya. Later.